Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Get his bell away? Now, Charlie. Charlie. Welcome to Suplexes and Cervezas with Chavo Guerrero Jr. I'm your host. Chavo Guerrero Jr. Thanks for jumping on the podcast this week. Today's a beautiful day in Southern California. I'm getting ready to load the bikes on the on the truck, drive the ten miles to uh, to the boardwalk, and uh, ride the bikes on the beach. It's that beautiful today. So, really looking forward to it. But um, I have a really cool guest today on this podcast, and I think you're really going to like it. What a great conversation that I just had with Triple C, Henry Sahuru. He is the youngest Olympic wrestling gold medalist ever, winning it at 21 years old, which is insane. And then from there, he is the only gold medalist to ever win a UFC championship and uh, he did it not only in one division, but at two divisions at the exact same time and defending them both. So uh, there's only been three other males that have done that. So it's pretty that's pretty amazing, especially for his age. He's still a super young guy. Uh, we decided to do a little pro wrestling together uh, because he's um, interested in doing some stuff in the sport. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, he and I have been doing some training and I'm showing him the ropes, as you will. He's such a great student. He already knows basically where to go and what to do and I really don't need to teach him the, the wrestling aspect of it but uh he, he's just got it man he's he's just he's a natural he's a natural guy in in, in any kind of ring or any combat sports it just uh it just comes so natural to him and and really really great guy he tells me definitely what's going on with him and what's coming up for for him next and what it takes to be a winner our conversation really kind of taught me a lot because things that I thought in my head he was validating, basically telling me that's exactly how I won the gold medal. So it's comforting to hear. So next on the podcast, Triple C, Henry Cejudo. And also don't forget to hit that subscribe button and also the like button because it always keeps us uh, keeps us going and bringing more um, podcasts to you with new and better guests. So hit that subscribe button. And right now, Henry Cejudo, Triple C. Yo, hey everybody, a pleasure to be here today with my boy, Triple C, Henry Cejudo. Uh, Cejudo, no? Yeah. Cejudo, Cejudo. I don't want to say it wrong, Cejudo, <laughs> I was like, everybody could say it different ways, man, but hey, anyways, we're here, man, and uh, we just got done with this training session uh, in uh, in my pro wrestling ring, and uh, this guy has, uh, <laughs> he's already conquered everything in the in the, in the the fight world, uh, amateur wrestling, you know, UFC karate aikido and now he's going to be uh thinking about jumping into that wrestling ring so uh the pro wrestling ring so uh, we'll see what happens if uh, he can dominate that sport also which i, I don't think is gonna be a problem for him thanks for being on the on the program i appreciate you bro yeah for sure chavo first of all it's a pleasure man i grew up uh, watching you you know you and eddie you know back in the day in the you know the Back in the day with, you know, when you guys were, you know, WWE, the NWO, WCW, like all that stuff, man. So I've always been a big, uh, you know, big fan because, you know, you res you resonate with somebody 
you know that's that's Latino man, especially for you know in, in our community. So I think it's uh, that's it's, true. It's special. Like even like the time that I've had with you, like being in the ring, I'm just like damn. To me, it's almost like you know sometimes you you see people and then somehow you tend or I feel like in life, man, you have somehow connected with the person that you have once thought that you would connect with and you would have a relationship with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, man. I totally know what you mean. Like. Hundred percent. It's like when I first met you the first time at uh, at at Tyson's Ranch, at Mike's place. Um, it was easy. Like right away, I knew. I was like, "Oh, this guy's this guy's one of the boys." You know, yeah. it was easy. It was like, "All right, we're we're both Hispanic." And what happens in the world of that of like, um, especially Hispanic fighters, is we all kind of um, we all like support each other. You know, and I'm sure you've heard this a lot. Um, I always get people coming up to me and Eddie and to me now, they were always like, uh, you know, thanks for what you do for, for La Raza, man, for supporting us. Cause we don't have a lot of people out there, man. We don't have a lot of people in the acting world or the sports world, but you're like representing us, man. So I'm sure you get that all the time, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. It's like, you know, it's like what, what you guys do in the ring. I mean, you guys inspire, man. I think when you inspire people. It's someone, someone one day is going to be inspired by exactly what you did. You know, like me. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it wasn't just, you know, like you guys, uh, you know, The Undertaker, Bret Hart, like a lot of the guys that have kind of somewhat come up. But I I, I do feel and I do believe that, you know, everything's everything starts off with inspiration. When you have that inspiration to do something and you see somebody else do with your with the same names, maybe same, you know, skin color. You know, uh, short too. Yeah. Like, you're like, dude, <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> hey, right, not that short, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, no, I do. I, I know exactly what you feel, man. And one time I was talking to Rampage Jackson, and somebody actually came up to me and was like, "Hey, wow, man, thanks for what you what you do for La Raza, man." I'm like, "Yeah, man, of course, man. We do it. We do it. We're supporting everybody." So as soon as that fan left, Jack Rampage was like, "Wow, man, does that happen? Does that happen a lot to you, man?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, that's weird because a lot of times he'll get the African-Americans hating on him because he made it. He made it out of, you know, where he came from. And I was like, nah, man, not with the my our Latino people. They, they support us, man. They're like, they're like, like, all right, you know, you made it. Yeah. We can too, you know. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah, it is, man. I'll be honest with you too, Eddie's like this, these, this whole, this whole week, not, not just even training with. With you, but you know, I was I was at uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's house about. Uh, I saw that. That was awesome. I was jealous. Yeah, about a few days ago, I'm just like, man, I pictured myself meeting this dude one day. I'm fucking at his house. Yeah. You know, taking pictures with him and him just be taking shots, and then him, uh, you know, him pulling out the Conan sword that he actually used against the movie. You know. Yeah, I, me, I saw me. you with the little the Conan statue, bro. I was tell tell you what I was marking out. I saw that. I was like, oh man, that's one of my <laughs> you know Arnold. He's the he's the dude, man. Yeah, you're talking about somebody that's been so successful, and it's just crazy how everything just happened this 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 week. Even you know a, a couple of days ago. So then the uh, uh, prior to meeting Arnold, we're, uh, we're I was with Chi Chi Chong. So yeah. yeah, so same thing, man. You know Chi Chi Marin. Yeah, somebody that 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 we grew up watching. You know, and the, the whole comedy circuit. He's opened up for George Lopez and things like that. And it's just like, man, I'm 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 over here rubbing elbows with him. And then, and obviously, and then and then you, you know right. what I'm saying? It's just right. like the the people that I've once been like, man, someday I'm gonna connect. Right. Some some somehow someone. It just happened to be all this in a whole span of freaking five days, man, which is nuts to me. Well, you know what? The reason why you connected with everybody is because of your hard work. If you look back in it, if you had not done, accomplished the things that you have, which all came from your hard work, you know, it probably, you probably wouldn't have connected the way that we did, especially, you know, you may have been at Arnold's house, but you may have been, you know, serving food, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the same thing with us. Right, if if we roofing. didn't, yeah, a roofie, yeah. <laughs> if we, if you didn't, you know, work like you did and, and sacrifice all the things that you sacrificed for, you know, you probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you, I mean, for sure. Sometimes, and sometimes, man, it, it's it's just a trip because I'm, man, there's just a lot on my plate. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Obviously I just found out I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a father. First time father, yeah, man. I just found out that's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah. I just found out you're going to be a father too. <laughs> yeah, well, That's great, you, dude. You're actually one I'm actually breaking the news here a little bit. But, uh, you know, obviously you, they say you want to wait, you know, for the first like trimester to be done I mean, yeah. after the three months. But man, I just can't keep a secret. It's hard, man. It's do your, your, 
this is like the next step, right? Yeah. You've done this stuff in your career and that stuff, but this is like in your life, your personal life, and you found the right girl. If you're getting married, getting you know having having a kid, that's that's huge. Yeah, but those are those are the next steps too, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah, my girl's pregnant, dude, but I've always I've always wanted to do like the right things with her. Right. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to. Uh, you know, marry. You know, get on my knee. You know, ask her. Got it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, luckily, prior to her becoming pregnant, like she had just, like her grandmother had just passed away due to due to COVID, man. So she got hit oh, with that. Man. She was 89 years old, but Ugh. anyhow, she died from it. But prior to that, I had her, which I'm happy about, is uh, I had prior to her passing, is uh, I had met with her and her grandfather. But like, hey, I, you know, I love your daughter. Mm. She was raised by her, so it's like she's her great grandson but because she was raised by you know obviously yeah. she's, she's her mother that's yeah. all she knows she wasn't yeah. raised by her mother or father so i had the opportunity to be like hey man my intentions with your daughters you know is to uh, marry her man yeah. like you know to you know yeah, yeah i just i just you know sometimes life just it, it 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 spins you and you have to find a way to you know make it into a winning hand man and, and, and you know this situation you know I didn't get a chance. To, she didn't get a chance to see her daughter get married, which was always like a dream of hers. Right. You know, walk her down the aisle and things like that. See her kids born. But at least we had that opportunity to be like, hey, man, I love this girl and I want to marry her, man. You know what I'm saying? Dude, that's that's beautiful, man. It's awesome that you at least had the chance to comfort her, her, her mom, her grandma, but her mom to. But, 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 but this is exactly what I'm saying, Eddie. Is like, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Chavo. Yeah. It's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, I, Sometimes the way things connect, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you explain that? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know how. There's somebody above looking down on us, man. I firmly <laughs> believe that. But there's no coincidence, coincidences in life. Coinkadinks. There's none. I always believe that that uh, things happen for a reason, man. And uh, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, bro. Yeah, man. Sometimes it's just you know you feel so blessed, man. That you you almost you almost don't believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I totally agree. You're lucky. You're you're. We are definitely in the, in the blessed realms. Like, why why is this happening to me? What have I done for this to happen to me? Mm -hmm. You're a good person, man, and you worked hard, and that's that's why it's happening. Yeah. So don't is... don't fuck it up. <laughs> that's just God looking down. At you don't fuck it up. <laughs> don't fuck it up, pendejo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's called me a pendejo many times in in my life. <laughs> so bad. So you grew up. So I was, you know, did my homework on you, man. But you grew up in, uh, was in, in Phoenix, right? Yeah, I grew but up the, in Phoenix. Phoenix, but also in, in New Mexico, right? Yeah, so I was born in South Central. I was born in LA. I was born here right. in California. So I lived here from age one to, I think, four, four and a half, five. Mm. And then from there, we, uh, so I'm one of seven kids, man, raised by a, wow. yeah, raised by a single mother, dude. Dang, dude. Yeah, hard, poor, Your poor mom. Yeah. <laughs> your poor mom. Yeah. She was a trip, but she wanted all. She wanted to have all these kids too, yeah. man. So Tom was like Jesus, but my mom was a person that's hardworking, yeah. But also like super prideful. Like she, she would never ask for, for help or anything of that of that matter. So growing up is what I'm saying is like we suffered a little bit because of because of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was a kid that <sighs> grew up in the border towns and uh, in Las Cruces, New Mexico to eventually mm -hmm. move into Phoenix, Arizona where I pretty, you know, I lived, we lived in Las Cruces for about a couple of years, but I remember, but I remember, you know, we're from El Paso, so right yeah. there, same yeah, thing. Exactly, yeah, exactly, man. So you remember the border patrol. Yeah. Like I had, I had uncles that, you know, would cross over illegally and they would, you know, our front lawn, like we lived in the freaking straight, I don't even know if you want to call it ghetto, I mean, this is called just poverty, man. Right. And I remember seeing my uncle Chucho get chased by immigration, man. You know, by la migra. Yeah. And seeing him, you know, us as a family. Yeah. We were like, corre, Chucho, corre, corre. <laughs> run, run, run. Yeah, and sure enough, dude, because where we lived, we lived like in a field, like in a dirt field where it's like, you know, you can see everything. Yeah. But it's it's so close to the border. It's like, you know, if they catch you slipping, like it's 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 in front of everybody. Absolutely. So that's so that's how it was, man. So my life, um, I, I was a very... Uh, you know, very. Uh, I guess you could say I was a very free kid. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. I was, I was. Your mom's too busy working five jobs to pay for you guys. She couldn't keep an eye on you, right? Yeah, busy. Yeah, busy. But but she all she always brought religion down to us as right. uh, as as a family. Man, she always makes sure she always stressed that. She says, you know, listen, man, you know, you know, there's something bigger than just than just right. you guys. You know, so she always put that faith, which is you know, which is something that I love about my mom. It's the fact that yeah, we didn't have food at times or the air conditioning or, or or things of that nature, but 
Man, she always you had what mattered. Faith, man. You had what mattered. We're we're Pentecostal for a minute, so oh wow. I'm talking about going to church like three times a three times a week. Pentecostal, you did do all the sort of we we grew up same way, and he was doing the (laughs) all the talking in tongues and shit. Right, you're like, what the hell's going on, man? Yeah, I told I I remember that was my mom's church growing up. Yeah, where they got married. Till I remember that. Crazy man, it was six you know six hour days at church, dude. Yeah. It's just like no, this is this is yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. It's so yeah, yeah. Took and us that, out, took it, which you know, which helped us out, which cut us out of trouble. Not that we're troublemakers or anything right. like that, because my mom. But you're free, yeah. You're not your kids. You're out. You're not. We have somebody looking over you all the time, and you're out just doing kid stuff. And we get in trouble sometimes. I, I was the same way, man. Especially in El Paso, until um, the chancla came came at me. She, the, you know, my mom. My grandma always had the chunkla. She'd throw the chunkla in my head. Bam! <laughs> if anybody doesn't know that is. So anybody listening, the chunkla is a flip-flop. It's the flip-flop, like the sandals that, you know, everybody wears. And uh, But in, in the Hispanic culture, la chancla, watch out, because, you know, it's like a boomerang. Our, our moms and grandmas were really good at those things. They'd throw at us. We'd be in the supermarket, like in the corner aisle, you know, you know, trying to take some licorice or whatever, and boom, bam, I'd like, get like a shoe hip upside my head <laughs> from a, from across from like 10 feet away. Yeah, exactly, man. So th- these are, you know, that's what I'm, but that's what I'm talking about. These are the things that we grew up, you right. know, kind of, you know, that, that, you know, that's why we have a lot of love for, for you know, for us, for Latinos. Obviously, we want to, I cater to the world just like you, you know what I'm saying? But there's that special, there's that special group that really is like, hey, man, that's our brother. That's our, that's our, that's our people, man. Yeah, yeah 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's like, we're, that, we do it for the, all people. I give everybody Chavo, but at the same time, I really give it to the, the, this, my, my Latino brothers, my Hispanics, my Mexican brothers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm with you, man. That's cool. So. How did you get into pro, into uh, wrestling? How did you get into well, amateur wrestling? wrestling? Man, like I said, so going back to a little bit of my upbringing, you know, it's like a lot of fighters. You know, you grow up tough. One, well, obviously, I'm one of seven kids, and you know, just fighting in the neighborhoods, man. I, I don't, I don't think I was a bully, but I was like, I was a Dennis a menace. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just a kid that, dude, I was hyper. Like, I probably should have taken meds <laughs> for a lot of the, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I was yeah. just a kid that was just, I, I would not stop. Really? From, from, yeah, from the from the time I would wake up to the, about the time I would go to sleep, it was just nonstop. What, I was outside. What lineup were you in? Uh, what, 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 what child yeah, were so, you in? Yeah, so I'm number six. So I'm, the, oh, wow. so I'm the second youngest. Wow. Yeah, man. So a lot of times people think that because you're the second youngest, you're, you know, you're the... You know, you're the, you're the baby. It's like, dude, in my house, like, man, you got you, you got beat up, dude. You got yeah, beat yeah. You got up. older brothers, sisters whooping yeah, your ass, you man. Ain't, you ain't getting shit, man. You're the last one. That's there ain't the, nobody tougher than the the than the youngest kids out there because the old brothers and sisters are whooping your ass all the time. Yeah, you know. So you know, like I had Eddie. I'm the oldest son of my of, of my dad, Chavo Senior. But Eddie was my uncle, but he was three years older than me. So we grew up as brothers. Yeah. So he'd look after me, but at the same time, man, he, you know, if I didn't step up, he'd whip my ass, you know? So, <laughs> so that it made you, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be as tough as I am. If it wasn't for Eddie a hundred percent. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, uh, so that's how, that's how it was for me. So when, when I was about at the 12, at 10, actually about 10 years old, like the people, I already had recognition of being a scrapper, just an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like right. not out there, you know, and they would, they would, these drunk Mexican guys, they would, they would bring like boxing gloves and they would just sit there and just kind of, you know, let the kids like fight and whatnot. Yeah. And then they would give us, you know, Mexican ice cream, but there's a chiles or, yeah. you know, something. These dudes would get drunk. You know, we're in the hood, bro. Like, yeah. We're, if you don't speak Spanish in my neighborhood, you're, you know, you're lost. Dude. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got no business being there. Yeah. Like, like that. I mean, just think about little Mexico. And, I, you know, we, I would just fight, man. So I would fight for treats, man. I would fight for ice cream as a little <laughs> wow, kid. Wow, dude. That's, and, then, uh, yeah. and then my brother. And then, obviously, we, we've always been WW, you know, WWF at that time. And right. WCW. We've always been fans of the WWE. And uh, my brother, for the first time, he saw that they had amateur wrestling in school. And I'll never forget it because he told me, he told me Chavo, he's like, he's like, Henry, man, dude. Did you know, you know, they have wrestling at the school, man? You can actually, you can actually go to the Olympics in it, man. I was like, what? I'm like, I'm, you're talking about like WWF, like fucking like clotheslines and shit like yeah. that? He's like, no, no, no. This is like, it's the, it's the, you know, at that time. Yeah, you where's, know, the, we where's the ropes at? Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying? But I was just, I was just kind of tripping out. Like before I even saw the sport, but even before I even saw the sport, I was already, it's a trip because I was already in love. Really? Yeah, prior to it, it was like, oh, you can go to the Olympics, man. And, yeah. and, and, and fighting? 
you know, you're a you're a kid, man. Yeah. You don't you yeah. don't know what the fuck's going. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just the curiosity, the curiosity. And then I saw it for the first time, and it was just love at first sight. And I'll never forget the the principal was there. I'm just like, fuck, dude. I'm so used to these drunk dudes freaking, you know, giving a shit, you know, whether it's fifty cents or an ice cream, and now. You know, you'd fight in school or whatever. You get in trouble and like the, you know, for a, for any sort of fighting, and you know, you'd be suspended. And I'm just like, dude, these dudes are doing it, and the principal's actually coming up to you, giving rewarding you. I'm like, shit, this is my jam, yeah, right? This is it. This is it. So it was, it was almost, you know, how you know people say, as you know, did wrestling find you or did you right. find wrestling? You know, yeah. that's a that's a hard one, dude, because it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. But I I think the sport's so much bigger than than than, than all of us. But anyways, I ended up I fell in love with it. Love at Were first you time. good right from the right from I start? Was, I was good right off the bat. Really? Man. Yeah. So so, so when you amateur ability. wrestle, guys, um, some people just have a, a natural balance and a natural just natural. They're just naturally good at it. Mm-hmm. I was pretty good at it, but there was guys that were just first time coming in and and were really good at it. Mm-hmm. Even though I grew up in a wrestling family, sometimes you got to hit that stride a little bit, you know. But somebody like 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 Henry came in and was already good. That's awesome. Yeah, I hated was, you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and it was. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Chad. Was like that's what I'm saying. Like the ability was already there. It's like, yeah. I already and you liked it. I only you, had I only had a, I think I was thirty and two my first year of wrestling. How old? I was uh, eleven. You're eleven. All yeah. right. Wow. Yeah. I only had two losses, man. Really, thirty yeah. and two. God, yeah. that's I crazy. Guess the best, I guess the best kids in the state. And the second year, the second year I won state, and then from there wow. on, like nobody really. No, I, I I rarely lost. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Because that that just that's unheard of. It's especially with people that are experienced already. If you're just coming in as an 11 year old, the first thing you're doing is getting your your face wiped up the mat. Usually, because you have people that've been wrestling since they were six and seven. Yeah. But for you to be able to keep with that, that's that's yeah. huge, man. But I remember getting a tape, and I remember getting an amateur wrestling tape by the name of Zeke Jones. Oh yeah. And. uh I remember, and that was in fifth grade. So, so happened to be this videotape when at my first year wrestling, our coach gave it to us. Well, he gave it to my brother, really, but I would put that tape in every single day, bro. Really? And he was just going over technique, like just proper shooting, de- defense, like all that stuff. But then prior to him showing the technique, I could show him winning the world championships in 91 in, in Bulgaria yeah, against one of the greatest amateur wrestlers of all time by the name of uh, uh, Valentin Jordanov. Mm. And uh, when I saw him beat this man in his in his in his home in his home country in his home city, I was just like, man, like I just want to be a world champ. I want to be an Olympic champion. Yeah, you know what I, I'm saying? I want to do that. Yeah, this is something yeah. I you know what I'm do. saying? It yeah. started off with one little match and one instructional tape, and then to me it was like, dude, this is this is for me. And I was already becoming successful in wrestling. It's like I can I can make it in this thing like a hundred percent. Really, there was no yeah. YouTube back then, so you're looking at VHS tapes and yeah. shit, right? Yeah, books and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Then from there you went to high school. Yeah, so then from there, from from so from age eleven to the, about the age of seventeen, man, I had already dominated the the sport of wrestling, and from the pee wee from the pee wee division yeah. to the cadets to juniors, to I got to the point where I was so good, man, that uh, that the Olympic Training Center had saw me compete and, and wrestle. They're like, man, you know, I was small. I was a lot smaller at that time. I was a hundred and five pounder. Right. And they asked me if I wanted to come and be a resident athlete at the Olympic Training Center if in exchange for me to help train this girl that was getting ready for the Olympics by the name of Patricia Miranda. So they had me out there as a training partner. And then uh, I went out there because the Japanese are very quick. Yeah. You know, real low singles. Like they're just, and I had that style, like just like the Japanese for wrestling. And then they pretty much, when they saw me there, they were just like, man, we, we got to keep this kid. Really, we got to keep this. How kid old here. were you? I was uh, at that time. I was yeah. I was a junior. Wow, the Olympic a, com- the Olympic team was already scouting you. Gosh yeah, when dang! When I was a junior in high school, so then they saw. So this was my sophomore year. So the summer of my sophomore year. Yeah, and, and what then, weight? Uh, this was uh, uh, this was at one nineteen. So it's my sophomore year, I wrestled at one hundred five. Mm-hmm. Then I went to one nineteen, and then senior one twenty six. So I was I was right there, the same 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 size. Yeah. So think about it. You know, think about it, Charles. So then they saw the, the my ability. They're like, you know, I was out there for a whole month training with this training with this girl, and they yeah. saw me training the men's Greco, the men's the men's freestyle, the women's freestyle. And had you done that styles before yet? Yeah, yeah. I had already yeah, I had already dabbled in everything, but yeah. just the just the simple fact that I was there from morning to night. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was what they saw, and then they saw it for a whole month. Like completely, like dude. They even had to even call my coaches. Like, 
Does Henry is he uh you know is he trying to show off or something? He's like he's like no his kid's just different. He just likes wrestling. Yeah, he just yeah. loves wrestling. Being on the mat, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. And I was on there like and I was getting beat up, dude. But I was there, so yeah. I was like, dude, this is like. Well, that's well. You at that time, I'm sure you weren't used to getting beat. You used to dominating people, and now all of a sudden, you now you're going with some of the best in the world. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now it's time to learn again. Yeah, you're getting handled, man. And then I. And and then they're just, just like man, I ended up. They ended up seeing the full potential in me. Like, hey, why don't we make you into an experiment? Mm. Kind of what they do in China with 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 their kids. Yeah. And uh, it says four years of of, and they were even expecting in 2012 they wanted to kind of groom it for 2012. But for me, it was like, guys, I'm just I, I got a different head on me, man. I believe in I believe that in four years, I could become the youngest in history to ever win. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and sure enough, and sure enough, you were. He was. Yeah, so everybody know he's the youngest <laughs> gold medalist in wrestling at the time, which is 21. Yeah, 21 in 2008. And you, in 21, you started wrestling at what 11? 11. So you're looking like nine, ten years later, you won the gold medal, which is that's, that's unheard of, guys. It's, that doesn't happen. Uh, I remember uh, sitting at Tyson's Ranch with uh, sitting there with a round table of, of Mike Tyson and Kurt Angle and Vitor Belfort and, and Henry and myself. And when Kurt Angle, another Olympic gold medalist, found out that Henry had really had only been wrestling for, you know, eight, nine years and winning the gold medal, he freaked out. He was like, what? That, that just, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I wrestled my whole life and I didn't win until I was 30 years old or whatever. So it's pretty, it's amazing, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, and, and it, you know, it's, it's been a fun roller coaster. I think the, the cool thing about my story in wrestling, Chavo, mm. is... The fact that I wasn't supposed to, one, go to the Olympics because, you know, I forewent college. Like, I went against all odds, man. You know what I'm saying? I fucking rolled the dice. Like, I, be, I became a professional in high school. So, I needed money, bro. Yeah. And these these uh, $3,000 tournaments seemed like a lot of money to me. <laughs> so, you were able to, because to, I remember back in the day, you couldn't, once you took any money from your sport, then you went pro, it was yeah. whatever. Yeah, but then you lose your, you, you, you lost your eligibility. But here you were allowed to. But no, 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 I wasn't. No. Oh, so I took to. that shot. I'm mm. just like, no, I'm gonna go professional, man. Like uh, I'm, like I'm putting, yeah. I'm putting all. My goal was to be a. It wasn't to be an NCAA champion. My goal was to be an Olympic champion. To yeah. Be a, to be the absolute best in the world. Really. So I even took that gamble. Says, dude, I'm in, dude. I'm all in. This is my high school year, and I became a professional. And man, you know, four went, uh, four went all my college offers. You know, freaking hard. I wasn't gonna get in there, but you know what I'm saying. And you didn't even, God, you didn't even wrestle in college. I didn't. So two God, years. That's insane. That's another. Th that's this again unheard of. Yeah. So two years, two years out of high school is when I, uh, when I had won the Olympics. So even, but but even <laughs> heading crazy. into the Olympic Games, like I yeah. was ranked, thirty first, thirty first in the world. Yeah. From the from the year prior, like to get into the, I was the last person to qualify to get into the Olympic Games, so, so I was the underdog. Le, I was the least likely the guy that was gonna succeed because the whole year of 2007 and leading up to all uh, to the to the 2008 Olympics, man, I was losing left and right. I couldn't explain it. Really, you know, I don't know if it was a passing of well, my. I, I could explain it. You were <laughs> you were 12, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying, I yeah. was just just losing, 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 yeah. losing. But even though I was losing, travel like there is, I, I could still see the light at the end of the tunnel, man. Yeah, you could see what you're doing. You 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 really don't, in my experience too. You you, you really, yeah, you learn you learn when you win, but you really learn when you lose. To me, that that's always when I got better. Is when I was okay. I lost. I had to, I had to work harder. I got to work harder. Yeah, it's almost like you can you can lose a match, but you don't you don't lose the lessons. Yeah, and I believe you know that's the sport that's that's really humbled me. I was a big crybaby every time I would lose, but then you know you reach a certain age and you reach a certain uh, you know level where you be right. like, hey man, these motherfuckers are just that good, man. Yeah, like, you know, you're good, but there's just other people that have different level. Yeah, there's just a different level. So I had to kind of swallow and accept that at that time, mm. but still not letting not still not letting off that pedal. You know what I'm saying? Even though yeah. you're a loser, because a lot of people would get discouraged when you lose at a tournament and you just go out. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people. They, they breaks. They they break. They lose because they're so not used to losing. They they lose. They they break. They're done. Yeah. So. Anyhow, so then that's that was a transition. I ended up winning gold, and I, I wrote a book, uh, my autobiography titled "American Victory," where I tell my story. My, my but mother, in your but in your gold medal too, you were I was reading your every every match you had, 
you were down like first period you had a except for the the, the final gold uh, the gold medal round yeah. but you were down and you had you had to battle back every single like three yeah. different times right exactly man exactly and, and not just that but i ended up drawing the world champion first match a guy oh, that really? i had already beaten me really and i had already and i had struggled the the night prior to cut weight really? i was already getting too big for 121 pounds man i was just like yeah you know my body still wanted to grow yeah and it was a bitch man i'll never forget it but I remember going into the Olympic Games and telling myself, like, dude, I'm going to compete. I'm going to wrestle like this is my last day on earth. Like, this is like, like, this is it. Like, I was, I, from how much I love wrestling, like, I almost started to hate it at the Olympic Games, mm. dude. It's crazy. Really? This is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's it's crazy for me to say that because a lot of people probably wouldn't believe me. But I even had the thoughts of maybe even, like, running away. Like, like I just leave, man. Like, this so is, much pressure. Like, so much work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah because the year prior, I, I've been hurt so much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. it's almost like I decided to make that transition and be like, hey, dude. I'm going to wrestle like this is the last tournament I'm ever going to compete in. Like, the, if I was to die tomorrow, I want to die happy, man. Wow. You know? And That's, sure enough, dude, 12 hours later from that, you know what I'm saying? From, yeah. from, from, from the attitude of making that switch to being on top of the podium, hearing the, you know, the American flag freaking go up yeah, and hearing the, the national, national anthem. anthem you're gosh, like, what dude. the hell? And that, you know what? And I remember not, not comparing even compare myself to you at all but i remember being in different tournaments and when i was so like confident like going and i would be down the first period and i was like totally calm and cool collected going i'll get it back i'll get it back i wasn't like stressing like oh my god i was like oh just just patience 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 you'll get it yeah it's not it's not a race it's a marathon right yeah dude that's crazy you wrote a book you're saying yeah so then i wrote a book i titled american victory and i you know i I tell my story man about it what exactly you know kind of my upbringing because people 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 caught wind of my story yeah like that is one of seven kids raised by a single mother how come his mother's not at the olympic games Mm. with him but my brother couldn't go due to her citizenship status wow you know what i'm saying so it's like an immigrant story bro so here i am i win gold my mom's you know she's not granted to leave the country because she's not a citizen right you know to a whole new country and uh that's insane yeah man so i ended up so so my story in 08 kind of became like a i guess a humane story you know mm. what i'm saying like i was on oprah i was on the tonight show with jay leno a couple of times they actually surprised me with my mom really yeah they had me on the show that you know towards the end of the show jay leno had said you know what what message do you have for your mom just like and I was already kind of choking up a little bit because I'm looking into the camera. I'm just like, Amar, gracias. Thank you for everything. Like, you're the reason why I'm here. And I'm kind of like, you know, a little sad because I'm just like, fuck, dude. I just, yeah. you know, I just accomplished something yeah. that you're more likely to get struck by lightning. And my mother wasn't there to attend. You know what I'm saying? But right. sure enough, the producers, they, uh, so when I was speaking to the camera, like my mother came out, so they oh. had surprised me, dude. And I'm just like yeah. hoping you'd break down, right? Cry. Oh, the my producer God. like cry, motherfucker, cry, yeah. cry. Yeah, yeah right. We got what? good. That's yeah. good. But that's a good moment, bro. Yeah, and it, and it's hard for me to to cry, but yeah, the, but the, those are one of the instances where I'm just. <laughs> yeah, man, that's your mom, dude. And then the whole thing. That's crazy. You know, you weren't even before before that. You were champion in like a Pan American Games. You were 2006, 2007, 2008 champion. Yeah, and AIA champion four time. Yeah, so yeah, four time state champ. I mean, yeah. I won. I won the Pan Am Games. The w- tournaments that really mattered are the tournaments that I won. Wow, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I guess I'm just a winner, man. If you're to describe what is it that uh, yeah, it's like I just love winning, man. Oh, What's yeah. your style? I'm just a winner, man. Yeah. Like I just find a way to win. It's like the Raiders, just win, baby. Doesn't matter how you do it, just win. Yeah, your so bro, your bro was a AIA, AIA champ too, right? Yeah, my brother Angel, he was a he was a four time state champion too. My brother Angel had such an uh, like his ability was so much higher than mine. It's just he didn't have that that extra <clears throat> that extra grit that I had. That that extra the fact that I'm willing to go that extra mile. And that's what I heard that from Isaiah Thomas, the basketball player, one time. You know, he's a, a an, he's an all star. You know, and multiple time you know all star, and you know. And to be a champion, but he was saying that his bro, his older brother, was even a better basketball player than him. He just didn't have that that drive. He didn't have that. Um, you know, he took the wrong route and just did other things that you know he shouldn't have been doing. But he said that he was actually a better a better a better um, basketball player. So, <coughs> Phoenix or nothing? no? No, we're, uh, no, I'm good. So then, uh, I mean, that's pretty awesome. You had your brother that he's a AI champion to. Yeah, no, and, and, and I, like I said, man, so it, it always comes down. So through, through all this, 
Chavo have been able to kind of mm. set a plan forward and how it was because man, I, I love, I love understanding the complexity of success and in the mind, dude, and how far you could take it. You know, right. So I always tell people, you know, to be, to be the one percent of the one percenters, man. It's uh, it, it takes two things. It takes heart and ability. What is your heart? Your heart is your passion, your will, your desire, determination. Your heart is something you're willing to suffer for in order to obtain. That is your heart. That is your, you know, your love. Your heart is the goodness of your mind. It's not the cardiovascular. You know what I'm saying? It's right. the goodness of your mind. And then two is the ability, man. The ability is it's, it's God-given at times or it's something that you've repped over time and time again where you've become a master at it. And when you're able to connect, because there's two things that being at the Olympic Training Center, living there for four years, not just the, I was just a kid, man, this little kid just that went in there with big eyes, but that had these two traits. And I would see a lot of these guys that were trying to make two, three, even four Olympic games. And I'm like, what the hell is it that's missing with these? They train hard, but their ability wasn't there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you have a lot of ability, but your heart isn't there. So I always tell people it's always important for you to question either or one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. And really come into realization. Because when, you when you're able to bring the heart, when you're able to connect the mind, I'm sorry, the heart and the ability, and they're both like, they're both in bed together. Jesus, man, that's a dangerous combo. That's explosion. But, man. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it's one or the other that tends to lack, dude. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. could be the heart, it could be the desire, or it could be the ability. And a lot of the ability too comes down for you know finding the right coaching, finding you know honesty, uh, you know under getting to know your biomechanics and things of that nature. Yeah, the stars got it aligned. There's a whole bunch in there. Exactly what we were saying though, heart. That's something you just you just can't teach. You either got that heart or you don't. I've I've seen people out there that I try to explain to them. You know, like not just you got to want it, but you it's like it's it's something that that desire you got to burns in you. You got you just push and you keep pushing. You keep pushing. You don't stop. You either got it or you don't. There, you it's that's so hard to teach. And sometimes you don't have it, and all of a sudden a, a switch flips, and all of a sudden you you got it. Whoa. That's what I was missing. I see that on people too. That happened with me a lot. I was such, you know, like nice guy and stuff and kind of was like, oh, you know, yeah, everything's okay. And then I just, I got, at my point, I just got tired of being stepped on. I got tired of, of just being mediocre basically, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? That's it. It's not happening anymore. I'm, I'm rising to the top. And then what that kind of carried that through life now. Now it's like, you know, once you realize that no one's going to do it for you, you, you getting off the couch and going for that run and lifting those weights and or whatever you're doing, no one's doing it for you. It's all you. You got to do it. And, you know, it's easy to have somebody, hey, come on, let's do this. But if you're doing it yourself, you don't have that person, you're doing it yourself, there's your heart right there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you need that, man. You need... If you're not self-driven, man, that's just going to be so hard, dude. But, you, but you're right, Chavo. You you have to find it. You're the CEO. You determine. You steer the shit. Right. And a lot of times it's almost like people rely on something so much that, you know, I always tell people too, man, like my true loyalty is to my dream, man. As a fighter that goes out there and fights and gets, you know, get, has the opportunity to knock somebody out but also get knocked the hell out. Yeah. Man, you, you've really got to... For me in fighting, like I really turned it in. Like later in my career, it's really turned into a business more. It's a bit, it is a business. You know? and on the pro level, once you get there, I, I always say that about um, pro wrestling. We always talk about it. We say we're the only ones that tell you we're entertainment. But everything else is entertainment also. Once you start getting to like pro football and stuff, if no one's spending money on it, then no one's going to watch it. That sport's not going to exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, look at like, you know, amateur wrestling outside of the Olympics. They're there's really what are you going to do how are you going to make money you have to do something else because it's, there's nothing else really yeah. but it's that's something that's an it's it's a business yeah. sports are a business now and that's how we got to kind of look at it in a sense you still got to love it but now you know you got to put some food on the table yeah but not just yeah but like even for me like even starting the persona the whole triple c you know right. stuff like to a lot of people fuck man they hate me but they're gonna watch me that's it, man. That's what it's about, you right? Know, so business in that sense too, in the, yeah. in the entertainment, in the entertainment side, but also in the side of uh, how do I say it? Even even having to let coaches and people go, you know, yeah. to find the absolute best. 
you know, because it's you know, it's like it's like uh, you know, you want if you're a Ferrari man, you you can't have a Honda mechanic. And right. these are things that I see a lot. It's like there's a lot of Ferraris out there, but their mechanics are all, you know, they're 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 they're, they're fixing on Pintos. You know mm, what I'm saying? Like yeah. instead of, you know, finding the best of the best, so I see that a lot. I was like, man, that kid has a lot of potential. His abilities there. But he doesn't. He's he. They don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They'd be so, led but, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. like the blind leading the blind, where this guy could really, he, but he doesn't see a. He doesn't have a vision. There's there's no vision there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a I'm a firm believer in, in switching coaches. At different times, whether it be a life coach, whether it be a you know a, a, your athlete co- coach or trainer at the gym, because to me, coaches have a certain way of, of training you, and there's sometimes you just kind of outgrow them, and then you have to get something else to get a different way of thinking, a different a different uh, you know like your coach may be a great striking coach, but he's not great or whatever jujitsu or whatever or, or certain things, and then you switch to somebody else that can. You look at yourself and what you're lacking and who's going to be able to steer you in the right direction and fulfill you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I always go back. It's all catered to the dream, man. Yeah. It's all, it all goes back to the loyalty of the dream. You know, I wouldn't be where I'm at today as an Olympic champ, as a, as a two division UFC champ, if it wasn't for me, you know, to, and to see the truth in myself Yeah. and to see in the truth. Sometimes it means, you know, if somebody really loves you, they're going to allow you to fly. Yeah. Like your brothers or sisters, like those are the ones that love you because they, they they just want nothing but the best for you. Right. And if people can't see that, dude, then that's just, you know, yeah. then, it's, then it's about them. And that's because at the end of the day, we're the ones that are out there freaking performing and fighting and scrapping. Yeah. Yeah. It's your blood. It's Yeah. It's your blood. And someone's going to cry. You know what yeah, I mean? Someone's, yeah. I mean. So now let's, let's now take me to uh, MMA. What made you decide to start doing that? I always loved MMA, man. I've always, since I was, uh, I think it was in 2000, 2000 or 2001. might have been 2001, actually. I remember uh, getting, uh, renting, uh, my, we went to Hollywood videos at that time. We saw, like, the, the whole UFC was on display. Yeah. And my brothers were just like, dude, let's just watch him from, from the UFC 1 to all the way, you know, to... <laughs> I loved him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it started like that. It started with me and my brothers as a family just watching. You know what I'm saying, and uh, I loved it. I love the fact that there was wrestlers in there. Um, Back there, there it, was wrestlers versus boxers, karate versus yeah. judo. Yeah. Yeah. So you had like Mark Coleman. You had uh, at that time Dan Severin, uh, uh, Mark Kerr. Kerr. Um, I've, I've, I've trained all those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I got in the ring with all those guys. Oh, Mark yeah? Coleman. Yeah. Mark Kevin Rattleman. Yeah. yeah. Rattleman. Yeah. All those guys. Let me see. Yeah. You know, I mean, guys like you know Frank Shamrock. Yeah, Frank. I don't. Right. I, I never. I never Trade with him, but I, I know Frank. But you know what I'm saying? Like, those, like, when people go back to their eras, like, where is it that got you into it? It was these dudes. Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, Randy Couture. Yeah. You know what I'm pioneers. saying? Pioneers. So, yeah, the, those are the pioneers. My Conor yeah. McGregor just, you know, he owes it to them. Absolutely. You know, as, as, as much as people think it's, you know, it's, you know, Conor did allow it to kind of go mainstream. Right. But in reality, man, the, the, our forefathers, dude. Pff, yeah. So it, did it'd you, be hard to pick, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Those guys. There were so many of the the pioneers, like you said. Now, it doesn't always translate. You going from a even an Olympic wrestler doesn't really ever doesn't always translate into MMA. It's it's kind of like uh, they're both fruit, but they're apples and oranges. Two different things. Yeah. So you have a lot of people that that may succeed in. Um, in amateur wrestling, but not be great at MMA. It's two different things. When you start getting punched in the face, it, you know, <laughs> it's a little different, right? Right, right. So, what made you think, like, okay, you know, hey, let me try this. Let me. One, I think, I think growing up in a Mexican neighborhood and the, you know the boxing, it all goes back to my story and how I was raised. You right, know what I'm saying right. from boxing in the streets to wrestling on the mat to, I think I just always been in love with competition. You yeah. know, I even got to the point where I competed so much. Travel that after the Olympics, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to fight. You know, because I was just so Man, you're tired, dude. Sick of it. You've dude, been I, was doing 20, it I was a 21 year old kid. I had, a, you know, had already accomplished, you know, whatever, whatever it is that I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And uh, I got into I got into the sport because I knew that I could be the best at it, but I necessarily wasn't like in love with it like I was with wrestling at one point, and, yeah. or even how I started hating it. 
right. towards the end of my career, I was like, fuck, man, I don't want to do this shit no more. Right, right. Yeah. You know? And then uh, it's not until uh, it's not until I fought for my first the world title against Demetrius Johnson. It's not until I it's not until I first got knocked the hell out. Right. Where that shit put a fucking chip on my shoulder. Yeah. And it drove me, man. Just like, oh man, this dude is that good. How many fights did you have before him? <sighs> man, I was uh, ten and zero. I was ten and I was ten wow. and zero undefeated. You know, I was uh, going up against probably the one of the greatest mixed martial of all time. That's right. He was pound for pound at that time. Actually, he, actually, they made him pop for pot after he knocked my ass out. So I, I only lasted two minutes and two minutes and thirty. Yeah, two minutes, two minutes and thirty six seconds of round one. Wow. Yeah, he, he hit me to the body, dude. Need me to the body. Just he, fuck, man, he had his way with me. And I'm just like, man, as a competitor, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing, chava, like being knocked the hell out in front of twenty five thousand people and you're conscious. I would have preferred him to freaking just. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, a Ben Askren, a uh, right. though, just like, oh, shit, that was a lucky knee. That big knee, yeah. But when you're conscious and you're a competitor, you're an Olympic gold uh, gold medalist, and then, you know, you're undefeated, you're projected to, you know, to beat this dude, at least in my eyes. Right. And, boy, did I get some humble pie, man. Humble pie. That's, again, pie. Where, you where, you, where you learn right there. You, mm -hmm. you, you decide, all right. Do I fish or cut bait? Am I going to put the work in to get as good as this dude? Or am I going to say, well, maybe you're going to realize, okay, I'm just not as good as these guys. Yeah. Well, it all comes back to time. So a lot of the lessons that we talked about it, how you, you know, a lot of the lessons I learned from wrestling, I just had to be sincere with me. It's like, man, okay, you, ha you have the, you have the greatest safety net, which is wrestling. Right. That's your life jacket. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's other aspects, dude, you know what I'm saying? That you just cannot rely on just that so i took it upon myself to uh this is what i was telling you i turned it into a business after i lost I, I got rid of pretty much my whole corner i started a whole new team well this time the team i wasn't a part of a team but the team was built around me oh wow you know what i'm saying so i had my mentor businessman like came in and like i was having just traveling the world i'm like a like a pokemon adventure i was going to different countries to holland to singapore to thailand to brazil so you were training jujitsu, Thai box. I was trying to, yeah, I was getting the best from the best. Dude. Really, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. then, you know, and and even and even then, when you get the best from the best, it still has to like a lot of stuff that you're telling me today with pro wrestling. It's the same thing for really? that. This is why, yeah, it was like okay, it you, you take from everybody, but then you blend it into your, you know, because because it's all according to your gifts. How is it that you move and you coordinate? Right, you know what I'm saying? And then you add your own flair to it. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of stuff that you know you know going with you today i'm just like fuck dude you know this is why i appreciate understanding philosophy because when you first understand philosophy then you start you understand the game that much more rather than if we were just to you know uh show me techniques like no no no, you're giving me the yeah, this is this is this is the bible one-on-one for pro wrestling dude. Right. Can, are you able to do that are you can you really make make it so believable man that you're like fuck like dude did he really hurt did he, is he out and, and sometimes it does happen that's right that's right and that so what i was telling henry today and yesterday we trained a couple days in a row uh was you know i'll teach him my style of wrestling the guerrero style which have taught people have taught me but there's other people out there that will teach them their style let's say ricky steamboat or a fit finley or an arn anderson those guys would teach them their style and not style one style is right and one style is wrong they're just different styles that what works for us so we'll train that person and that person will make their own style and basically i'd good to know that that actually translates other places than pro wrestling but it's you come up with your own style that you have people mold you in certain ways, but you're the one out there doing it. So guys saying, you know, you know, right head kick, but you see that uppercut, boom. I mean, you're the one doing it, right? Yeah. yeah <clears throat> it's your style. Yeah, exactly, man. So, yeah. so anyway, so that's kind of how it started. I started off with that chip on my shoulder, man. Once I lost, I'm just like, man, this is like, and, and I'll never forget it because the UFC 190, it was UFC 197. It was in April. Actually, fuck. I think it's I think it's coming up my anniversary when I got knocked the hell out because that that was the greatest lesson that's what I needed almost child was like right. hey dude you know what I'm saying it was like a manhood challenge and I made it into a quest I made it into a journey so I did all that man and I had to wait two and a half years later fought the man again and uh, I was a five to one underdog 
Really? Yeah, and I beat and I beat in my eyes the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Yeah, he was definitely he was the the pound for pound best out there yeah. at, at that time. I mean, eleven title defenses, man. Something that's that's never been done, hasn't been done. I mean, we could talk about Jones, but man, has Jones always been fair? You know what I'm saying? Right. Not to bag on him, but no, sure. It's it's you know there's there's uh, what is it the yeah. the ash asteroid? What is it? Astri- a- asterisk. Asterisk. Yeah. The asterisk. Yeah, we've gotten popped for for substance. Uh, uh, in, substance enhancing drugs here and there, or performance enhancing drugs, a couple of different times. Whether you know uh, it's true or not, none of us were in the room. I get it, but according to UFC, it is. So yeah, for yeah, sure. If it fits in your system, anyway, somehow it got into your system. Either that, or stop taking damn protein, or whatever you think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, totally. but but either way, is what I'm saying is like, uh, man, I was able to defeat the guy that I that I admired. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the guy, he, the, yeah, the guy, the guy, the guy that the guy that gave me some humble pie. He was your Goliath, right? Yeah. Because yeah. And, it was, and, and you beat you you fought everybody, man. You you fought everybody in that in in that those weight classes right there. Oh, I beat the, uh, I beat you, the best of the yeah, best. Yeah, you then. got you know uh, uh, Demetrius Johnson, T.J. Dillashaw, Sergio Pettis, Dominic Cruz. Those guys were the names of the names. I mean, yeah. Marlon Marais. Yeah, you've beat all those guys. That's 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 insane, man. That's yeah, Chavo, I beat I beat everybody in in my generation. And, yeah. And you know, I think now that the reality is, man, I I need to spark that love again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've done I've I've done everything. I agree. Be, be, two two time two division. The only what four other per people? Yeah, only four. That were the three three the, three in the men's. That were the uh, two division held two belts at the same time, but he was the first gold medalist to be a UFC champion. Also, there's n- never been another one. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that's pretty awesome. I remember uh, Keith Jackson coming out there like we were talking about before, and you know I was like he was manhandling Frank Shamrock, and Frank Shamrock armbarred him right there. Boom out of the, out of the blue. It's you know it's two different things. <laughs> so that's 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 amazing, man. That's. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 been fun, man, to be on this roller coaster, man, to be able to uh, achieve all that. And I think the only thing that really motivates me now, Chavo, is, right. is freedom and his finances. Well, of like, course, it's, it's, you know it's paying bills now. Now it's a diff- you got you're not 21 anymore. Now now you got you know a house and you know you gotta have now you have college funds coming up and <laughs> I know this stuff, dude, because those kids are exp- my two are in college right now. They're expensive as hell. But that's that motivates me. So I'm not not just working for myself anymore. I'm working for retirement. I'm working for, you know, your um, your, your my kids' school. My wife wife's Botox. <laughs> you know, there's other, <laughs> yeah, right, man. So there's definitely other things that I'm thinking about there. You know, my yeah. my dog needs a surgery. I'm working for that shit. You know, so you know, hundred percent. Just not just yourself anymore. Yeah, exactly, man. It's a so, business. But it's always been, it, it's, you know, even prior to freaking about to have a kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, but now it's almost like, dude, it's, it's really like, it's like, hey, dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. it's just, it, it's just different. Man. I'm in a stage in my life where I'm satisfied, I'm happy, Chavo, and if I never come back to the sport, I'm okay. Really? Well, you've yeah. cut, you've done everything and I get it. You, you've, you've done it. You've been there. You, you know, you two, two time yeah. champ, uh, uh, two division champion. So that, that's. You know what I'm saying, and, but, there, but there's also a beauty of you leaving on top, dude. And I love that. I and agree. I love that too, man. It's almost like it better be worth it <laughs> financially well, yeah. if you want me to come back for some shit. That uh, it, it, the money better be worth my legacy. Absolutely. You know, it's not. You're not just. I, I I totally understand what you're saying, and it's you're you you have the opportunity to tarnish your legacy. Yeah. With that, so that money's got to it's got to be worth it. Yeah, it has to, man. It has to, and I, you know. And, and, I, and I work, bro. Like you know, I, br- I brought a lot of the persona from the WWE from yeah. you guys mm-hmm. into this. And you have any idea how hard that shit is? Like I'm pulling pillows out the freaking bag off of off. You know, right before I do a stare down with people's faces that I have beaten, I've you seen know, it. kicking them. It's awesome. Yeah, you know, r- whipping of the of the snake. Um, yeah. Um, just, Put a crown know, on your head. Yeah, 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 coming out, you know, throwing a rabbit, a a, a snake out the out the hat, like yeah. going up against killers, man. Yeah. Where I I know I could be knocked out on Saturday night, but I'm yeah. taking those gambles because I I understand it's an entertainment business. Unfortunately, Uncle Dana, you know, they have their they have their rules and how they want to spread their money, and I'm not mad at them either, man, because I I never want to allow anybody to to dictate or determine my destiny. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, awesome. if I, so if I'm still, if I'm not happy with what I'm doing or what I'm getting paid, then okay, then just leave. And that's right. exactly what I did. I'm not, I swear to you, I'm not mad. Right. 
You know, I just wish yeah, maybe they could have gave me, but I, I don't blame him. He's right. a business just as much as I am. Right, right, right. You know, it's just like I said, it comes down to selling tickets, man, and being him seeing your value and and agreeing to what you think your value is. You know, it's got you guys got to come on a compromise there. Mm-hmm. I, I I see it. I've done done that same thing with Vince McMahon, my Dana White, Vince McMahon, yeah. and it's you know. I have an idea of what I'm worth. He had an idea of what I was worth. We had a little like disagreement. So I was like, okay, I'm stepping out. I'm out. Did something else. And I'm kind of glad that it happened because then I was able to go on and start doing my other career, which is, you know, Hollywood and podcasting and training people, actors and stuff. And it's, I love it. It's awesome. But if I would have, if you would have paid me, I probably would have stayed and it would have, you know, gave me a belt and different things. I may have still been there, you know, I didn't want to end up divorced. I didn't want my kids not to know their dad because I was on the road all the time. But if they would have certain things would have been different, I may, that may have happened. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. man. But that's what I'm saying. Like even with, even with you with Vince, like you, you took it upon yourself to understand like, all right, man, it's time to, right. You know, this is what I think I'm worth. This is what he thinks I'm worth. Okay. I'm not happy. I'm out. And it's allowed you to do other things. You know what I mean? It's, It's allowed you to, to learn other aspects of life too, not just always pro wrestling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which, which my respect for that shit is hard, dude. <laughs> you guys take a beating, the travels. I mean, anybody that says wrestling's fake is fucking crazy, man. That's always how Dan Severn talk about it because he's done it. He's done both. You know, he's using UFC champions and and all the different champ kind of champions and then pro wrestling. He always talks so well about it, going like. Uh, you guys, you don't understand how what we do on the ring, and I'm not and not comparing both, but it's it's tough. It's 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 its own monster for sure. Pro wrestling is you know you're on the road all the time, and you're you know you're bumping three hundred times a year, and dealing with politics too, just like you guys. And it's it's you come you come home from being on the road for three weeks, and now I got to be you know a, a dad and and um, and a father and and deal with. It's there's a it's it's yeah. it's hard, man. No, I hear you. It man. eats that's people up sometimes. <laughs> no, it's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and that's the thing. Like some, somebody like me that grew up without a without a father, man. Like man, that's that's one thing that I do want to. Uh, you know, yeah, you want to give I your just kids. Wanna, a, I want to succeed at man. It's just having a relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's work. And, it, and in in my uh, advice to you, it's it's work. We work on our bodies. We work on our wrestling talent we work on your cars but we sometimes don't work on our relationships we kind of like just take it for granted okay it's there and relationships being your wife being your your brother sisters being your 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 kids but it's something you have to continually work on for it to be good and be healthy you have to work on it a lot it's ups and downs man i've had so many different ups and downs with being married and stuff i mean but it's 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 work i've learned that throughout the years it's just you gotta work on it and you work with your kids, it's work also. You yeah. work on being their dad. Because you're, you're their dad, but you're trying to raise men or whatever. You have a man or a boy or a girl. I have two boys. <laughs> I'm trying to raise men out there yeah. that, that are going to be fathers and, and, and husbands also. So I got to think about that, man. It's like, okay, yeah. sometimes I wanted them to have that Xbox and do that. But sometimes like, gosh, man, that's possibly not the best thing for them at this time. No. So yeah. get to your room, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess, you know, exactly, man. So those are the things that are kind of running through my mind. I'm just like, Jesus, man, I got, you know, my girl's about a, a couple weeks, no, I'm sorry, a couple months pregnant. Wow. So I got I got six more months, dude. You should be thinking about that stuff. Start putting some money away. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, shoot, I'm doing it now, too, man. I'm just like, you know. So we got to get our one-off, dude. Yeah. We're, we may be doing uh, up in the future here, maybe a, a nice little uh, a match somewhere, somewhere down the road. <laughs> I hope so. I hope road, so, man. man. I like to. I'm like I'm the same way as him. I'm definitely like to uh, challenge myself, you know, and see put myself in there with the best. He's the best. Yeah, I like it. I like it, man. I like it. It, it could be a triple C versus yeah, CG. Chavo. Yeah, triple C versus <laughs> CG. CGJ. Or we could tag team it. I think either way, man. I think I like uh, that too. I like that too. Hey, man. So we've uh, we've been talking for a little bit here, man. But there's one thing that we do at the end of uh, suplexes and cervezas, and it's um, uh, just a quick little quick rapid fire questions, man. You down? Yeah, let's do it. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just uh, I throw a couple questions at you and uh, and see what uh, your thoughts are, and for your fans to kind of know a little bit more about you. 
Okay, so if you had a choice, MMA or amateur wrestling? Amateur wrestling. Amateur wrestling. Um, would you rather knock someone out or would you rather submit them? Knock somebody out. Knock them out. Knock them uh, out. Uh, 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 if you guys remember that, the old Mike Tyson knockout game. Uh, in pro wrestling, were you a Ric Flair fan or were you a Hulk Hogan fan? I'm going to say Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. Nice. I, I did like Rick, but yeah, Hogan was, was Woo, special. Woo, yeah, man. I was, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, in the same sense, Rey Mysterio or Eddie Guerrero? Man, that one's tough, man. That was tough, dude. You're hitting me with a tough one. Jesus, man. I might need a second for that one. <laughs> Take your time, man. Man, they're both. Whew. What I loved, what I loved about Eddie, man, is just that God, man, he really, man, he was dramatic. You know what I'm saying? He woo, like you know, he'd get her viva la raza. You know what I'm That's saying? Sad, That's man. what I loved about him. You know, you felt it, right? Yeah, you felt it more. But obviously, when it comes down to to theatrics, man, it, you know, there's not too many guys that are as good as uh, Ray Mysterio. I agree, you know man. That's a tough one, dude. That's why I throw him but, out there. But I think I've seen more of Eddie than I have uh, with Ray Mysterio, so I'm about to go with Eddie. You can't go wrong with yeah, either one of those I'm guys. I'm about to go with Eddie, man. All right, so you've been traveling a lot, and uh, I know that being a, a dieter that sometimes we go to not wanting to diet. So you an In-N-Out Burger fan or Whataburger? In-N-Out. In-N-Out. Ooh, yeah. all your Texas boys are going to be pissed. Yeah, is that you guys? Uh, yeah. You guys are all Whataburger? It's Whataburger yeah, and then Texas, man. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a Cali boy now, so I'm In-N-Out. In-N-Out, <laughs> man. That's it. Sorry. Sorry, Texas. But I do love Whataburger. Um, so in Mexican food, are you a Tex-Mex food guy or a, like a Cali Baja style? Two no, different, no, both wrong. Mexican food, but a little different. Everybody thinks that Mexican food is just Mexican food. That is not correct. Man, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm pure. I'm probably eat. I'm probably not. I'd probably say I'm a little more Cali, yeah. but I'm more Mexican. Like I'm, you know, Mexican, 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 from, Mexican. Yeah, my mom's man. an immigrant man, so. So you like the real like sopas? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my mom could cook some good like mondigas and some yeah. of the fideo yeah, and all sopas, that stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Flautas. Flautas, oh yeah. The fla- we used to do the flautas all the time, bro, <laughs> with the the, the, uh, the goat cheese on there and the yeah. crema. Oh, dude, that was... Getting me hungry right now. All right, so uh, in women, do you like blondes or brunettes? Man, I don't discriminate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> discriminate. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I was telling you about it, too. Like, my girl, is, uh, my girl looks Russian, dude. I think she does. Right. But she's got she's Brazilian, but she looks she looks Russian, man. Wow, that's awesome. So how I was telling Love you it. earlier, man, she's got about you know, she's I'm five four, she's four eight, dude. Five eight? Yeah, she's five eight. You're five four, five eight. So she's she's yeah. we call him the overachiever because I'm I'm kinda <laughs> right there too. I got a tall wife. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, so I got a I got a I got a real tall girl, man. It's uh Godly, she's just so stunning, man. That's she's awesome. She's just so stunning. Sometimes I feel like I take away from her beauty because I'm so damn short. You know? <laughs> nah, man. It's all good. Uh, okay, so I'm obviously a fight fan and uh, boxing fan. Were you a marvelous Marvin Hagler or Thomas Hitman Hearns? That's a, one of the best rounds, best two minutes in boxing, they say. Man, the Hitman just passed away, too. Wow, right? Man, rest in peace. Uh, no, uh, Hagler did. Hagler just passed, too. Yeah, yeah, man. The, honestly, that wasn't my era right. of boxing, right? And it's been a minute since I've seen it, but I remember watching that round. Oh, dude, that round is one of the best of all but time. But so. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you a better round. Huh. Uh, Jose Luis Castillo and uh, oh. and uh, Corrales. Oh, dude, they banging, 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 and and they fought like two or three times, bro. Yeah. They're like the yeah. fight was just like ridiculous. Dude. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, different eras, but. Everybody knows him. Tyson or Ali? Man, that one's hard. Dude. Yeah, right. You're, that, with the, you're stinking me with the. I gotta go with Uncle Mike, man. Even though Mike would, Mike always praises Ali. Yeah, right. You know, well, he always praises. He's a student of the game. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna have to go with Ali, man. Because Ali Mike always praises Ali, man. There he goes, Ali, the first his, one, the pioneer. Yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah, Ali's done more in boxing than. than Probably in sports, man, in any... In life, yeah, yeah, sure. You know. I see in your Instagram, you're always traveling and stuff, so you, uh, you'd you rather go to Tulum or Playa del Carmen? Ooh, that's a good one. 
I like Tulum, man. Tulum. I like Tulum, but yeah, but sometimes those prices now with Tulum. See, now we used to, as a kid, in 1980 was the first time I went to Cancun, and no one knew what Cancun was. We had a timeshare out there because my dad had gone out, you know, in like 79. It, it was a brand new place. There was only seven hotels on the island. That was it. It was, so we used to go to Cancun all the time. When I used to tell people, yeah, hey, I'm going to Cancun, like, where's that? What is that? So we used to go to the, the, the ruins at Tulum. Tulum has all these these Mayan ruins and Tulum was nothing Tulum was like literally like huts little huts mm -hmm. there was nothing there we'd go to like Shellha which is like the the snorkeling place yeah. but there was nothing it was like it was like a little fruit stand there was nothing there so when I heard that people started vacationing in Tulum I'm like where there's nothing there but I guess it's a whole place to you're like actually like a resort now yeah, no, that's the beauty of Mexico, man. Just the river, the whole Riviera is the most beautiful oh, place gosh. on earth. Dude. Yeah, you I agree. I Cancun agree. Cancun to Tulum to, I've been to all those places. The history, you can't mess with Mexico, dude. I agree. The food, the history. Yeah. The beaches, Jesus, man. The women. The women, yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. Are you? Do you like uh, vintage cars? Or do you like new cars? Man, you know what? I I have an appreciation. for for vintage cars but yeah more of a new guy new car guy yeah, i want the yeah you with yeah. the the you the bentley the and the rolls yeah, yeah yeah it does yeah, yeah. The, the the rolls but the i'll Phantom. be honest with you too chavo i've never really been like like a materialistic type dude no you know what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah it's never really like it's never really got my attention dude like even yeah. cars yeah or anything like that or even you know uh, you know I, I like nice clothes but nothing like yeah yeah it's not it doesn't just def def define you right yeah, it's like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the new Jordans that are gonna come out, or even right, watches. Right. I got a freaking, you know, $150 watch that I, you know, yeah. that looks gold. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> well, brother, dude, thank you so much for jumping on uh, Suplex and Cervezas with me. I appreciate it, man. And uh, I think we'll be seeing a little bit more of each other, especially now when you're back in town and do some some rolling around on that pro wrestling ring. Uh, wish you nothing but success, man, in your future business endeavors um whether it be fighting whether it be pro wrestling whether it be smart cups whether it be all the different uh stuff you got going on man and uh lucky congratulations on your your uh being a father here in the future in the future the near future yeah. so again man thank you bro it's a pleasure talking to you brother yeah thank you thank you chavo i appreciate it man it's been an honor to be with the legend man of the, of the game and you know before, too, many, too many more uh, appearances, man. Babe, before we go, uh, where can anybody find you at? You guys can find me at in and out because that's, that's where I'm about to go. Yes, son. <laughs> All right, cool. No, 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 joking. I'm yeah. on Instagram, uh, Henry underscore Cejudo. And same thing for Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I'm everywhere, man. Yeah, everywhere. Okay, cool. So check them out on, on Instagram for sure. Uh, any new products you want to talk about that you're doing? Uh, no, no. I'm just I'm co-hosting uh, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I'm, I'm going to be doing that full time. Oh, awesome. So I'm gonna be He's got a great podcast going on right now. Big Mike. Yeah. So I'm going to be out in Cali for a minute and, uh, you know, that's, that's about it, man. That's about it. Just doing big things, man. And hopefully we can, you know, I, I would love to do this, this, uh, whether it's AEW, WWE, whomever. Right. I would like to get a one-off, man. I think that's been one I, of I think off. it's, I think it's a no brainer, man, to be honest. Yeah. So I ain't trying, I ain't trying to do the long career like you. <laughs> I'm, my, mine's done, but, uh, dude, but. But, cause dude, that shit, dude, what you guys do, pff, that's hard, man. Well, hopefully maybe we get to step in the ring one of these times and, and do it uh, in front of a big crowd. I'd like to do that, man. Brother, again, my pleasure having you on. Thank you again for stopping by. Casa de Guerrero, yeah. and uh, we'll be in touch. Until then, viva la raza. Get his pedo, not Charlie. Charlie,